0: Hello everybody, and welcome to a podcast of Biblical Proportions. Episode 22, Isaac versus the Philistines. The book of Genesis doesn't spend a lot of time telling us about the non-Hebrew people of the Levant. But there is definitely enough in Genesis about the Philistines that is worth exploring. The Bible gets into a dispute between Isaac, the son of Abraham, and some unruly local Philistines. They bicker over whales and stature, which shed some light on how the Hebrews, who wrote and compiled Genesis, viewed the people who inhabited the southwestern coast of their land and lived beside them until the 600s BCE, when they were, like the Hebrews, exiled by the Babylonians. We know very little about the Philistines, up to their exile, and we know nothing about them from that point on, mostly because they didn't have a book. The Hebrews did have a book. And the Philistines make a guest appearance in Genesis chapter twenty-six, and we can only imagine how they would tell their own story. So let's dive in. Hi, Omri. Hi, Gil. And we want to give a shout out this week to Dan Mosqueda, uh, a new member of the show. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan, for supporting our project. So, what do you make <laughs> of those Philistines in this chapter specifically? Because they, because they come back later in the book yeah. and we'll save that for, for them. In this
1: chapter, they are more of a nuisance <laughs> than like a major national threat. First, they just cover the whales, which is pretty important because covering the whales is not just only... That's uncool. <laughs> it's not only very rude. <laughs> uh, it's also uh, blocking a central life hub. Right, the social hub. Yeah, not only social hub, but as our former prime minister liked to say, that the life itself. You know, <laughs> you need to drink in order to live, and it's very hot here. Yeah, and whenever there's a well, there's life, sort of. Where there's a will, there's a well, and life, and life. Boom. Okay. Copyright. <laughs> so it's not only rude; it's very dangerous. To yeah. it's 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 has. An extra layer, an extra symbolic
0: meaning to cover a well. Okay, so let's go through mm. what happens first in general. So it's hak He's walking around. He has his as, also, you, do. as you do when you're a patriarch. A patriarch yeah. He's also a farmer, which is new. And then he digs up some well. And when I'm saying and when I say that he digs up some well, basically he tells his slaves to dig up some wells. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's for
0: sure. That's for sure. And then it mentions that the Philistines you said covered the well basically destroyed the destroyed well just yeah. like uh, blocked them yeah which is like why cover it with sand with sand like yeah. why would you do that so you're not even using the water yourself it's like nobody will get mm-hmm. so it's it's very aggressive so he, re, he and re, irrational <laughs> and irrational or maybe they just want you to go away. And just like you can't live here, we'll block your wells. Maybe
1: some irrationality that you attribute to another. Yeah. So they are
0: barbarians. They cover wow. the wells. Cover the wells. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's barbaric. Yeah. That's
0: barbaric. It's anti civilization, yeah. human, everything. It's against it's polite society. society. It's against polite society. You cover the wells. So he redigs the wells, but then the Philistines, and here we will make a distinction between their local king. Avimelech and the people. Then uh, they come back and now they want the water that he re So Isaac is like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go someplace else and dig some other wells. And then they come back and they want these wells as yeah. well. So there's a problem. And the only and, and it says that they are envious of him, which is why he has to leave. Mm-hmm. And he, but their king... Yeah, pretty cool
1: yeah that's, there's kind of an uh, ambivalent feeling toward the Philistines and their first appearance in the Bible it's almost like it's kind of a if we if we said that uh, Isaac is like the second season that was written by uh, the marketing guys <laughs> rewritten by the marketing guys some of the writers slipped in some ambivalence <laughs> and nuance uh, into the the other the the bad guys basically the non-hebrews the heathens or whatever uh and that guy is Avimelech which we remember him him or his father uh who made a deal with uh, Abraham, uh, with a, Abraham pact. a
0: pact yeah so and, and he didn't want to take Abraham's wife he took her only because he thought that uh, she was his sister so even like later theologians, they also had an ambivalent uh, take on him. So the whole uh, sister-wife exchanging thing. Apparently, this is a reference that the people listening and reading the story at the time, they knew. It was, yeah, it's uh, a cultural signifier. It's a cultural signifier. It's an Assyrian law that was found. Some of the inscription It's like tab- It's like tablet A number 22. If a man, other than a father, brother, or son, has caused a married woman to go on a business trip with him, as long as he did not know that she was married he is to swear to this effect and pay two talents of lead to the hus- to the husband. Mm. Exactly this story occurring story no I didn't know mm-hmm. that she was uh, your wife she actually didn't know. If he did know that she was married he is to pay this fine and swear I swear that we did not have sex. Here in the story it's mentioned when yeah. he, he looks at the window and yeah. he sees uh, Yitzchak metzachek with uh, Rivka, yeah. like something sexual, funny, playful. And playful, then he says, "Oh, the people here almost slept with your wife, and then we would had a problem with the uh, yeah. Assyrian law of." So it's very interesting. Not the Assyrian
1: law, but uh, Yahweh's law or God's law. Yeah. So,
0: but it, it, yeah, 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 for them, it's interesting. Assyrian how, law
1: also when. They written laws,
0: they thought it was divine laws. It's not uh, a yeah. it, secular it, the, uh,
1: separation of church and state, <laughs> you know.
0: And also it's not like uh, Avimelech is saying, you know, if someone would have slept with your wife and broken the Assyrian law, so the Assyrian king would yeah. send his minions here and take me to jail and yeah. no, it's nothing like that. It's just so because they didn't rule over that land. It goes to show the power of empire and yeah. project the laws mm-hmm. outside. And these two little people, they're like, okay, we're going to go with what those big guys back east do. This, uh, another thing
1: yeah. about laws, that laws are rarely written out of somebody's ass. They are a reaction yes. to some social problem yes. w- which has two sides or several sides yes. quarreling. Yes. So the fact that the, they needed to settle that issue <laughs> tells us that it was very common thing. You know, you go with your wife to a business trip, it creates problems. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: And also, the he's the king of Gerar. 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 It can well maybe... <laughs> because, you know, it, uh, 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 the sound... Uh. Uh, uh, if you add a little bit of rolling r, yeah. it can sound almost like a g. That's yeah. why Raza, Raza, Gaza. Yeah, you know, it's just like a little. Just you put it a little bit further, like closer to your lips. Ah, go. Yeah, it's a great way to get cancer <laughs> of the throat. <laughs> uh,
0: it would be very annoying <laughs> at dinner parties. <laughs> <laughs> I I can see why they just. Okay, let's just call it Gaza. <laughs> Whatever. okay. Uh,
1: where was I? Graal. <laughs> yeah, so it can be Graal, okay, Geral. So it's not a major city, mm-hmm. and it's almost outside of what scholars believe to be their territory, the, the, the Philistines' t- territory, which is what we call the Shvela. It's like the coastal area of the Levant from Gaza. Which was a uh, Egyptian stronghold way back, uh, up to in their epics up to Ak-
0: Akko, which is uh, pretty north. Yeah, but yeah. like the but but mostly like most of the parts was from Gaza to Jaffa. Yes, Jaffa, which is the sur- the southern part of now Tel Aviv. Jaffa, Tel Aviv, Jaffa. Yeah, where do you live, Amway? I live in Jaffa. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, but let's talk a little bit about that later. First, I want to focus
1: on the biblical story. The the sense here that the Philistines are an enemy And they are more of a nuisance Because yes. the time period that the writers and the listeners are imagining right now When they are hearing this story Is closer to the lives of Ab- Abraham So for them, if uh, 7th century BCE hears that story For him, it, take, it takes place 1,000, years yes. ago so he's it, it, not really imagining he or she, are not imagining numbers, or they're they imagining many, 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 many seasons, vast number of seasons, more than a thousand. Mm. And later scholars and uh, biblical believers that are also scholars who dated, Christian mostly dated, they date this episode yeah, for about uh, uh,
0: 2100
1: BC. Yeah, something, something like around that. There. So, in the, what? Years of, uh, in
0: the years of Sargon <laughs> of Akkad or So, how so it? basically, it's mega anachronistic. They're trying to extrapolate from the Philistines that they see around them as they're imagining their own Hebrew past. Okay, so what were we like a thousand years ago? Yeah. So, let's imagine what were the Philistines a thousand years ago. So, what were the Philistines a thousand years before? They didn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't there. Yeah, they only came in the twelve hundreds uh, yeah. BCE. Yeah, and we know that through genetics and you know pottery and architecture. So this is
1: several several different sources.
0: Yeah. yeah, like there's an Egyptian pharaoh that mentions the Philistines. That the first mention of the Philistines in the, the twelve hundred fifty BC, something of the sort. And the first mention of yeah. the Israelites is like a hundred years earlier. Yeah, than Ramses than. the
1: third which uh, the great battle at the Nile Delta uh, between his armies and uh, the sea people, which one of them was the Peleset, the Philistines, there's a huge, uh, how do you call it, painting, (laughs) whatever, huge... uh, On the wall? On a a wall, uh, yeah. Facade, they call it? I don't know the archaeological name of it. It's like a a large ancient painting that uh, depicts that scene uh, Amazing painting. And the Philistines, the war between the, the sea people, which one of them was the Philistines, Peliset, against the Egyptian armies, was so draining on both sides that it could have been that they made a the deal. And then he just, like, bragged. And he settled, he settled them in Gaza, which was an uh, Egyptian city that was mm. uh, somewhat abandoned or somewhat uh, beyond its, its glory days. Yeah, because the Egyptian kingdom was in decline. So, so if you imagine their history... You said that their stories and their identity has been, lost. has been lost in time because they didn't write in a phonetic yes. way, understanding way. They didn't have a book. They didn't yeah. have so, a codex.
0: Yeah. So we have like a, like a vase and like a, what was the house. Yeah. And we have uh, graves. We have a way to
1: understand their material possessions and extrapolate through that yes. maybe rituals that they, they did. But we have no idea if, what story they yes. told themselves. And if we can imagine their story, it's not that different from the Hebrew story. How so? The land that they are li- inhabiting now, it's kind of a promised land. Because the sea people, we must uh, remember. Who are the sea people? The okay. sea people are uh, marauding, raiding <laughs> uh, tribes of violent people. That's according to uh, contemporary
0: sources of that time. Yes, and they came from uh, the Greece, the Greek and, islands, and, and the Aegean Sea. Aegean Sea, maybe the Adriatic Sea, whatever, Some, yeah. something like that. Yeah, this is the Bronze Age collapse that we're talking about. They were a, uh, either
1: a factor in the Bronze Age collapse or a product, yes, of the five, four major empires yes. that controlled yes. that area that had vast economic and cultural uh, connections. Yes. The sea path throughout the Mediterranean Sea It was a highway sort yeah, of Especially the eastern
0: side Yeah So like if, just to that point So they either were a part of causing the Bronze Age to collapse Because of their marauding Or they had to leave where they were living And look for someplace else Because everything was collapsing Yeah I, 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 I imagine it
1: more as the latter I think, it, I think it's not an either or. or Yeah it's not an either or Because it's a kind of a process That a lot of factors predate the actual date. So uh, you can uh, trace back the nascent of the Bronze Age collapse 200, 300 years before the date itself of its collapse. So if you look at this, the society that had been collapsed and the fact that the sea people were such a major or
0: at least in the perception, a major part yeah, of that. That's how the contemporary people called those people coming yeah. over, the, over the sea uh, to attack them. So if you had uh, a culture that was
1: based on the production uh, of grain and bronze and vast highways of trade connections. The most prominent people in this society was people who can handle ships, who, let's say, let's say got hired, maybe. Mm. Probably low-class people, a lot of them sailors, that uh, devoted their lives mm. to the sea. And when society collapsed...
0: It's like what's going on now with the Africans going the other way, north, across the Mediterranean... To escape uh, what's going on there, or,
1: or it's like if you imagine Iraq as like a functioning modern-day Iraq before the invasion, is like a functioning kingdom, and then the Americans disbanded their army. You have a lot of professionals, yeah, sort yeah. of violent professionals, who are out of the jo- out yeah. of jobs, yeah. so they become marauders, raiders. Mm, also, right. because they uh, they react to a society being collapsed. So I imagine more like. They were prominent in the f- destruction of the cities and the, the raids and the mass slaughters and all of that. But I imagine it more as a reaction to already collapsing society. You had like a cast of people, like the fuel of the empire. They was The boatmen. The boatmen, yeah. So when it collapsed, they became like the marauding. whatever. Okay, body, right? so let's talk about but the story. if they will tell their yeah. own story, okay, okay. a great famine, earthquakes... Volcanoes Volcanoes erupting Divine mm. wrath, wrath Wrath An angry god Whatever Some kind of a destruction Same way as the Yes Moving and, to yeah. Egypt And same way right. as the flood the and, story. We, and
0: we are not from here We're from somewhere, somewhere We else. are not from
1: here There's the promised land Way there yes. And then also They went to the Egyptians To fight them Maybe they, And then they defeated According to them They defeated The Egyptian king Because of their gods Maybe uh-huh. And they had an exodus <laughs> from <laughs> Egypt
0: uh-huh. through
1: Gaza, Ashkelon, whatever, conquered the land from the Canaanites, whatever.
0: Oh, they did that. They yeah. did do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if they will tell their story, it will be very similar
0: to the Hebrew story, I imagine. So they are called the Philistines in Hebrew. Plishtim, the word Polish invader. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Hebrew So it seems derived The root is palash Palash yeah. The root seems to be derived From the Philistines being invaders But there is no mention at all uh, In the Bible of them Coming for somewhere else And invading Just raiding More than that Their
1: name appears In a different source uh, An Egyptian speaking source That They call it Peleset it's So next to other Sea people tribes with funnier names like sh- 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 or t- j- j- t- j- k- <laughs> stuff like yeah. that, so their name is maybe they call themselves Peleset, yeah, and maybe so that it has became, no, yeah,
0: and maybe that became a verb. Maybe raiding was pelish because, are uh, you fidestining me? Why are you polishing yeah, me? Be- and because because you have
1: an, uh, an example from history the verb to raid in ancient
0: Nordic is Viking. And they became Vikings Yeah, they didn't call themselves Vikings And also Philistine became a word, a term When you're a Philistine It's pejorative, it's guided by materialism And disdainful of intellectual or artistic values This has nothing to do with the actual Philistines But just, it's cool to see how those names For the ancient Hebrews it was
1: Because they were idol worshippers And even in ancient perception idol worshipper worshipping is less
0: spiritual yes. and more materialistic than But it became later like if you again disdainful of intellectual yeah, artistic it, it's, it's basically like a yeah. like a bomb that is yeah. gruff and just like what are you a Philistine yeah. you read a book
1: like they say Hottentot maybe it's, you know Hottentot? I like that word. Hottentot? Hottentot. Mm-hmm. It's a derogative I think uh, used by the British Empire in Africa, maybe about Africans, about Africans. Where uh, they racist? I'm shocked. About Africans, but I think it became similar, the same use as philistine, uh, like somebody who is, uh, you know, is not a connoisseur. Yes, exactly.
0: It's good that you came up with the French word because uh, they definitely will will look down at the French word with a British accent. <laughs> connoisseur. <laughs> That's actually. Worse because connoisseur is just like a it's regular just a word, word yeah. like someone who knows. Yeah. But when you say connoisseur, it's yeah. like grand. Uh, okay, so just like one point to your points about going to uh, where is now Alexandria, didn't exist back then, but the Delta and Ashkelon, and all that, like they knew where they were going. Sea people knew this area. They didn't land by accident and, and populate uh, Ashkelon, which is a, a current city that, we, that is still inhabited in the south of Israel yeah. near the border of the Gaza Strip. Uh, that place has been inhabited for at least a thousand years before yeah. they came. They knew where they were going. Yeah. So to that point, to, your, to the story that they were trying to tell. So first of all, the reason that they know that, uh, you know, archaeologists know that they came from outside through genetic testing. First of all, you know, different pottery that is like Mycenaean pottery, Reed pottery, stuff like that. Mycenaeans was
1: one of the cultures that were destroyed in the Bronze Age. Yes, in like Greece.
0: And also like the same architecture and the way that the, the, the city, the town is laid out. They found some graves, and they found that they had in the twelve hundreds BCE they had a different set of genetics uh, from Europe that none of the other locals at that time had. Yeah. So obviously they came from there. Over time, they became more and more like everybody else. Mm-hmm which is kind of also similar to the Hebrew experience this is ex- excluded from the story that you can't really tell who was who how different were different people you didn't have like a yeah. checkpoint with a, a border wall that you have to show your passport and you can't go here and there so when they were testing these these graves and these skeletal remains they saw that these were malnourished people mm. short all kinds of problems with their teeth that hinted that they weren't some great power. They ca- Specifically during that time, they came in probably hungry, hungry desolated. Desolated. Now you have to fight. Mm-hmm. So when they are fighting with the Hebrews, their own story is how difficult it was for us here and the local people over there. They did this to us and that to us.
1: And, you and just, you from their perspective, they are the few against the many. They yes. are the David against the Goliath, not the other way around.
0: So about the Goliath, when we get to Goliath, like their average height <laughs> of the Philistines, the skeletal remains, is five foot one. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's what, hundred like 160? I don't know how much it is. It's, a, it's very short. So yeah, maybe he was an outlier, but just it's funny that they were especially short. Yeah we'll go more into the Philistines when they get a more prominent uh, part in the Bible, but basically they were raiders. Mm -hmm. So they were raiding small towns without walls. So they didn't have machinery or big numbers and just take something and go back mostly. And they had like five big cities and Ashkelon. I was there at the site a few months ago and you have, so the Canaanites were before them and you have what is the oldest known arched gate. This is in Ashkelon, and you can go through it. It's like, if I remember correctly, twenty-two hundred BCE, mm. a thousand years before the Philistines. The Philistines came there, and you have Philistines there, and you have remains from the time of Alexander the Great, and then when it was the Hellenistic times, Ashkelon was more of an independent city, and you have Roman remains. Mm. And basically, it's just on the beach, on the coast. There's no natural port, but it's on the beach. It's on top of an aquifer, aquifer. So they found like a hundred whales mm. Right there So you have Okay Who owns mm. the whales? Mm. Who owns the whales? This is obviously When you're hungry And uh, Desperate And desperate Then you're gonna fight over water Yeah This is something that we understand And Something like,
1: that will happen <laughs> 10 there. years from now
0: Yeah We will understand better soon Yeah And there's like a wall that surrounds it. It's not an actual wall, but it's still there. I was on top of the wall. It's like a lot of sand that just creates a sort of wall where you can look and look around yeah. and see who's coming and also when you they stand have tactical up tactical advantage, advantage also you can see very far on the sea like towards the Mediterranean yeah. Sea because you're from uh, up high yeah. and by the way just like an anecdote so you look to that ancient uh, site which is now a national park in uh, in Israel and you look to the sea and, and then you turn around and then you see the the current city of Ashkelon just yeah.
1: neo-Zionism arch- architecture wow just
0: horrible it looks like a wall it's just like I have a wall concrete. of stone and concrete and it's just like oh my goodness it's horrible yeah just horrible so you turn it back around <laughs> quickly <laughs> okay why well, just one last thing that I want to say it's very very suspicious that in the Bible the story is that the Philistines who live in the desert which they haven't <laughs> they are the ones who cover wells. when we know that they lived in an area that had an abundance of whales. So it's maybe probable that it was actually the other way around. And the desert people who have less wells, they are the ones who come in and try to take water from people who have whales, which are the Philistines. You
1: said that the Philistines were raiders and marauders. Yes. First of all, I love the word marauder. Yes. Something to say about raiding. Uh, when we say raiding and people were raiders, it's kind of like saying they were traders. It's like it's not that uh, they or it tax was, people or, maybe. or tax people. It's not that. There's something insidious and evil in the raiding. It's more that it was their economic policy. Yes. yes, That's the yes. way that they made a living. I, I think that in the ancient perspective, raiding was something like a force of nature. You didn't took, took it personally when you had a band of raiders that came to your city and your city was unprotected. Your city or your village was not important enough or rich enough to have a, like a garrison and yeah. a wall. They came And you you gave them If you you didn't gave them Then the rule (laughs) The way of Yeah We do stuff here Around here Around this area (laughs) And And you get killed You
0: know what The places that they raided Kept existing For hundreds of years So they didn't come And destroy a city And kill everybody And go back No because they want to come back Later next year And take take their portion Yeah It, It
1: tells us that they Probably in that area Up until they became More prominent Uh, they didn't have an industry. Their culture was either used to trading in sea or being a facilitator of
0: trading sea. If I remember correctly from, you know, I had to... So just from the research for the episode, if I remember correctly, when the Babylonians came in and just destroyed everybody Mm -hmm. and exiled everybody, there was some cooperation between the Philistines and the Israelites and Judeans against their common enemy which shows that they didn't see each yeah. other as, yeah. a, as an existential yeah. threat. Yeah. And when the horde of the Babylonians or the Mongols or the Huns or whatever you want to call it coming in, then people are okay, okay, we're yeah. bickering. Yeah. But this is serious. Yeah. This is serious. And there is like in, in the inscriptions in Babylonia, they found a mention somewhere of Ashkelonites being settled in some farmland. Mm. So maybe... Like the Hebrews were exiled to Bobby- Babylon. The Babylon, elite. The elite. So here they, there is nothing left yeah. after them. They found mass graves of hundreds of people. So this was just like a total annihilation. No mention anywhere mm-hmm. ever again of the
1: Philistines. My favorite episodes when I was young of uh, Transformers. Mm. There were like uh, once every season there was an episode that a threat from, a, from beyond or whatever was so great that Optimus Prime and Megatron <laughs> had to cooperate.
0: Okay, some more things. Uh, if we're imagining uh, the same story from the point of view of the Philistines, so Isaac, he was like, uh, you're clogging up my wells and you're just being uh, super unreasonable. Maybe the Philistine story. There are like uh, remains of uh, of an olive oil industry mm-hmm. there, and also in the east. So for, like where the Judeans and the Hebrews were. So so first, it, uh, people thought, okay, so Judeans they produced the olive oil, and then the Philistines the, with their trade networks they shipped it further. But then they find out that they also had an oil, uh, an olive oil industry. This is a very easy way to have a fight with uh, yeah. people over the. No, 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 no. I don't want your olive oil. I just want your olives for a lower price and I'll produce the yeah. olive oil. This can escalate very quickly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's very re- reasonable that the technology of olive oil making was very well known to the Philistines. One of the theories, theories that they came from Kafto, which is modern right. day Crete. Yes. And uh, I believe they had uh, an industry of olive oil there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most Everywhere. of the olive oil in the ancient Bronze Age came from the Messines and the, and the Christians. So you know, just
0: imagine what kind of story they will tell not instead of Wales about olive oil. I, we don't know what they were thinking. Uh, like how, We don't know. Like, we know very little about their religion. Yeah. If they had a book... Oh, I don't know what they would say about the olive oil. It could go all (laughs) kinds of ways. Like what, how can you be mischievous? The others, the Hebrews can be annoying with olive oil. Yeah. Pouring out, like whatever, breaking your bottles and your... Not your bottles, whatever, your uh, china. Yeah, not, your no, chi- not your china. <laughs> your, <laughs> your, your jars. Your jars and pots. Your pots. Just coming over and just like, oh, but no, this is olive oil. This is important. Oh, those Hebrews. Obviously, their olive oil is uh, of a lesser quality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Philistines.
0: No, the Philistines would say that the ah, Hebrews, yeah, this yeah. is just like coming in with their shitty olive oil. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Once you found good olive oil and you tasted it, very very hard To go back Yeah Like I have a, a supplier Of olive oil From Nablus I can't eat A salad With regular Supermarket olive yeah. oil No Impossible You can't go back I, I found it cool How they uh, Describe this beef So when Avimelech comes To uh, To Isaac to, Yitzhak, to set To try and Settle the beef uh, Like Isaac Is like uh, Indignant Like hey You hate me And you expel me, and what did I do? Now you come, (laughs) now you come. So they have a pact, even though the pact that uh, Avimelech had with Abraham was supposed to include all generations from uh, henceforth. There's another pact, and then they say, "Okay, if you don't do anything evil, we won't do anything evil." That's the pact, and then you can uh, go in peace. And how do they settle the the pact? Mm -hmm. They did a feast, and they ate. And drank, and they uh, woke an up oath. early in the morning, and they made an oath uh, one to his brother, yeah, so now they're brothers so it ends with Isaac so you have to accept, and this is actually a recurring uh, verb that uh, that is used with guests that I missed up to now, so we emphasized the, the how important is Hospitality. You and, have to. And the
1: importance of the quote unquote ritual of hospitality. Exactly. The rules must be known in yes. order to prevent misunderstandings yes. and stabbings.
0: So, part of the rules is that tomorrow morning I'm gonna send you away. Yeah. Like Yeah. He sent them away. I need to see you leave my property. Yeah. So, I'll have to accept you because these are the rules, but. You can't overstay your welcome. Just for the night. Yeah. Tomorrow morning you go somewhere else, and that's uh, that's your problem. Yeah. Also, it, the same way was uh, the, the same verb uh, was used uh, earlier. Even even so far back when Yahweh banished uh, Adam and Hava and Eve from the Garden of Eden, he sent them away. Shalach. So maybe that's also part of the theme of uh, hospitality and what both sides, the host and the guests, are supposed to do. And Adam and Hava, they were like bad guests in the Garden of Eden because they did stuff they weren't supposed to do. And that's very rude as a guest. So we actually wrote a Substack piece on it. We have Substack. And we elaborated on uh, the hospitality in Genesis and in the larger Mesopotamian and uh, ancient world in, in general. We mentioned a lot of stuff there that we don't have time to get into here in this episode. So go to our website, podcastofbiblicalproportions.com, podcastbiblicalproportions.com. Uh, leave us a note and we'll add you to our uh, mailing list. There's a
1: great tradition of hospitality, but there's a saying. I don't know if it's a common saying. I don't know okay. if it's a famous quote. In what language that guests
0: oh. are like fish. <laughs> After five days, they stink. So here it's after one night about hospitality so uh, we got uh, an email from um, an anom- anonymous uh, listener uh, that referred us to the word uh, Pashtunwali that is something of Pashtun Pashtun like in Afghanistan Pakistan mm-hmm. he was in uh, Afghanistan as a civilian and uh, that's again there's like a whole process and mm-hmm. a ceremony It is important to be hospitable to guests, and there's a ritual in how you do it, and it still uh, apply today in regions where it's
1: relevant. You can say that the Japanese tea ritual is also some kind of hospitality ritual. It's very precise. They made an art of it. They made an art of everything. Of sneezing. (laughs) They have it called (laughs)
0: Hapchu. So just like an overall uh, to tie everything together about the Philistines. So they came here to the center along the coast, all the way to the south of uh, whatever, the big land of uh, Israel, which is now Gaza. In the 12th century BCE, they stayed here for about 500 years. Their peak was like 11th century BCE. But they were an insignificant people, much like the Hebrews. It was, it was never all that magnificent. They basically had like five towns that we know of, Ashkelon, Gaza, Ashdod, another Israeli city in the south, Ekron. And gut. Because
1: it's like kind of a prehistory right now The phase of, in this story Then the Philistines are more than a nuisance Than a major, major threat Later we will see how really important the Philistines were mm-hmm. In our view They had an historical luck Quote-unquote That we remember them more Because of their friction with the, the guys The people that who had books And they were ah, a lot of things yeah. yeah, And because of some weird accident of history when the Roman Emperor Adrianus got so mad at the ungrateful Jews Eh, eh, eh. under his rule Eh, eh. who always always rebel. No, we had a good reason. He said, no, this place is no longer called Judea. It will be called Palestina because Romans, like, let's face it, Anglo-Saxon people, they (laughs) have very, they have trouble pronouncing (laughs) words correct. No,
0: also when you're an empire You bring your own names to everywhere It's like whatever This mountain in Alaska That the Americans changed uh, its name From the name that it had for thousands of years To whatever over some shitty president
1: Yeah, they changed their name They didn't try to pronounce it
0: Like Milwaukee uh-huh. They Milwaukee <laughs> Or Manhattan Manhattan it was, <laughs> Manhattan Something <laughs> like that <laughs> Manhattan Or uh, <laughs> Cicero Oh, Cicero, this is very bad, Cicero. Yeah. Cicero is very bad. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. And if you want to reach out, you want to tell us something, something that we missed, something that you noticed, a thought and insight, don't hesitate to go to podcastbiblicalproportions.com and uh, how the Americans say, drop us a line. Yeah. Get in touch. We'll reply to every email. Uh, so we're looking forward to... Even if you have some tidbits
1: scholarly, like, or yeah. something that uh, if you're a religious person or former religious person, if you can say how the, you perceive that as X or as.
0: Yeah, we like that stuff. Yeah, and yeah we yeah, use yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. So, I uh, hope to hear from you soon. And uh, next week, we're going to start with Jacob, I think. Yeah. Yaakov. Yeah. Okay. Yaakov. Very interesting character. Very interesting character.